here. It's Dava West with Clear Creek ISD, and I'm excited to share some time spent with CCISD Director of Purchasing, Greg Cuthards. This amazing interview is one of many we recorded in preparation for our podcast series, CCISD to the Fullest. And since we're all about telling stories, making connections, and sharing advice on how to live CCISD to the fullest, I thought others might benefit from hearing Greg's biggest catches and life lessons from being an avid and experienced angler. He won't share his fishing secrets, but it's definitely worth a listen. Enjoy. All right. Uh, This is Lindsay Hunt, Communications for CCISD. Uh, this is Greg Kruthertz, Purchasing Director for CCISD. And David West, Counseling and Student Services. And we are so excited to have you here and learn a little bit more about you today, Greg. Great, thanks. So thanks for coming. So we're going to start with a simple but maybe loaded question. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been working in the purchasing department for Clear Creek for the last 19 years. Wow. My wife is a school teacher. Uh, she works at Par Elementary and teaches second grade. And we have two boys that have gone through Clear Creek. Um, the oldest one is still in the Hearts program at Clear Falls High School. And my youngest is now a freshman at Texas A&M University. Oh. Okay, we are, we're back on our theme now of A&M. Yes. We've had a lot of A&M connections in, our, lots in of our interviews. We need to do a poll, I'm thinking. He's, Interesting. He's actually a Sea Aggie. I went to Texas A&M at the main campus and was in the Corps Cadets and did all that. And that wasn't really the path for my youngest, but he's... Um, really enjoying the Galveston life and it kind of fits in with his, some of his hobbies that we've helped develop over the years with fishing and boating and um, being on the water and those type of things. So you're from the area? I grew up in College Station actually, and okay. um, but I've been in the Houston area for 20 plus years. Okay. And then 19 of that with CCISD. Absolutely. absolutely. So was there a time outside of CCISD and what did that look like for I, you? I did. I worked for um, the Houston Galveston Area Council in Houston okay. for eight years before this and um, also worked in purchasing for them, and um, that agency was a good start for my purchasing career, and I've kind of parlayed that into a career here at Clear Creek. Amazing. So purchasing. Purchasing. Talk yes. to us about purchasing. Yeah, like, oh, well, what is purchasing? I like to tell people that I'm a professional shopper. Love it. Which is, you know, sometimes gets some jealousy until I tell them, well, I'm actually in between everybody, what they want to buy and what they have to do to get it. And so it's kind of a, it can be, um, there's a lot of rules, a lot of a lot of regulations, as you can imagine, with um, public funds. Um, so there's a lot of documentation that needs to take place, and there's a lot of um, contract work that goes along with that. So um, I'm more in the weeds than some folks would. You're making a, a fun purchasing decision, but I definitely um, it's fulfilling to me because I'm able to help people get what they want, and I'm I'm fulfilled by being a helper. So things, products, all of the above? Everything. From, Everything. Um, from, it could be school buses, could be pencils, could be... Um, fuel contracts, electricity, uh, any anything that you can look around and see that's in these buildings, then it's gone through my office over the last couple of decades. So, so if we need to buy it, it goes through you. Absolutely, absolutely. We have we have contracts in place for many of these things, so you can shop in between those various contracts. But it gives um, you know some flexibility for budget managers to find what they want, but also keep us legal and make sure that we're getting good um, value for the taxpayer dollar. That is so interesting. Fascinating. I know. I know I've had to do a, a, some contract and all things through purchasing and I'm like, okay. But then when they explain it, I'm like, okay. So, so one of the other feeling things that we really have is that we want to, we strive to provide outstanding customer service. So we want, we want to be helpful. We want to make this complicated process as easy as possible for our end users departments and our internal customers. 
And I can vouch for that. Like I will say every time I have called over there and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be asking that, that customer service, that being there for your consumer, I guess you could say has, has come through and it's been a painless process. So on my end, having been a outward user, I always go, I know I can call this person and she will make it make sense to me. And, and like talks to me about purchasing in a level in which I can understand and get the right paperwork done. So it's really nice. I've, I've always enjoyed working with anyone over there. That's great to hear. We want to keep that going. So what brought you to CCISD? Well, when I was working for the, um, the agency in, in Houston, I was having to make a long commute back and forth to the Greenway Plaza area. And a part, a, it was, I was a senior buyer at the time and a senior buyer job came open in um, Clear Creek. And it was almost a lateral move, but it allowed me to have that extra hour and a half to two hours a day back in my life that I could spend with my young family, which I was, which I was missing out on. Exactly. So um, sometimes just sitting in traffic would just bring a level of stress to your life. And so this was the opportunity to do that. And to also, um, I think working in the education business, if you feel like you have a higher purpose and that you're passing on your your skills and your abilities to help the next generation of, of students and kids um, get what they need so that they can be um, productive and you know fulfilled members of our society too. So it's, it's a kind of a higher purpose in that way. So we've heard you have a hobby outside of CCISD. Um, and some, it sounds some like may you... it, some may call it an obsession. <laughs> an obsession. <laughs> and so I've, I've been a, uh, an avid saltwater fisherman for my whole life. My, um, grandfather served in the Coast Guard during World War II. And so he always had a fishing boat and I would spend summers with him and my grandma and he would take me fishing every week and kind of taught me the ropes. And I uh, took that to another level with tournament fishing and traveling to fish all over for, for billfish. Um, so I've been all over from Mexico to Costa Rica, to Florida, to the Virgin Islands. And, um, taking my fishing to a high level where I've caught multiple species of billfish, everything from blue marlin to swordfish and all kinds of fish. Um, and then I also have a couple of fishing boats of my own at home. And so I take the family out regularly with that. And it's been a very positive um, thing in my life for me to have something else that I could obsess on over and above just work. So finding that balance between something outside of work that gives you something to look forward to. And it, and it sounds like you're pretty passionate about your purchasing too, in the way that in which you work with customers. And I love your, your view of you're helping that next generation through what you're purchasing, but that fishing kind of gives you that balance. It does. It gives you a chance to unplug. I mean, there's, there's a lot of technology that we have in our lives and it's, it's provides a lot of great things for us, but it also almost has an expectation that you're always available for work and that Emails can come through at any time and you have to be there to answer them. Well, when you're out on a boat, you really have to put the electronics down and pay attention to what you're doing. And the fish um, and don't pay attention the, to the, that, the, do they? The fish don't care. And so, and that's another you're on right their thing. Time with, time. <laughs> that's their time, their schedule. That is true. So part of the part of the game is trying to unlock what's, you know, when the fish are gonna bite and where. And so you have to focus your thoughts and and um, on on that as opposed to you know, focusing on work where you may just um, overthink things too much you know it's it's a it, it does give that that work-life balance and it, it's given my family and myself a lot of time to be unplugged from this crazy busy world that we all live in and and give us the ability to spend time together in a kind of a 
close environment where you're not, you can't get very far from away from each other on the boat. And so, so it's given us that opportunity to spend time, quality time together, which enables me to bring that energy back to the office whenever I get back here and, and give it my all. So you're disconnecting pretty much every weekend. As often as possible. Almost we'll, like we'll, going on vacation every weekend. <laughs> even probably. if it's a mini vacation, even if it's just for four or five hours. Um, we tend to do shorter trips in the summertime when the weather's hot. We'll get up right. early and go in the morning and get off the water before the sun bakes us too hard. So we, um, even if it's just for that amount of time, it helps just kind of reset. And based on what you said earlier, I hear this hobby also maybe have led to like maybe some career decisions for your youngest son as well. Being an AM gig, Austin, is that what you were referring to? Is he looking at something in that now too? He is. He's, he wants to work in the, uh, the maritime shipping business. And he really loves being here in this area of South, Southeast Houston um, on the, in the Clear Lake area, maybe in Galveston area. But he, he definitely knows he wants to be around here. There's a, there's a ton of good jobs in that field. Um, here, so that would enable him to still be by the water and continue doing those type of things. So, turning your hobby into a career, <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, I have to ask, what's what's the best place to go fishing? Mm. They never share their secrets. I know. Generally, <laughs> like we talked about, Mexico versus Florida versus well, Texas. We don't have to give the exact fisherman spot. Well, we, what are your coordinates? We, right. We fished, <laughs> we fished out of Cape, Capos, Costa Rica, this past um, Christmas break. And it had a, we had a really wonderful time. We caught yellowfin tuna and blue marlin and mahi-mahi and just had a fantastic time. It's a, the neat thing about fishing on the Pacific coast is that the water gets deep really quickly. So you don't have to go out very far to catch big species of fish. You can have, you can have large fish kind of basically come within sight of land. I think whereas, the mahi-mahi is interesting because it's bright and colorful they are. In, underwater. And they, then the minute it kind of comes out, it, it, Changes color. Am it I does. correct? Yes, it goes. They they can go from from green to blue to silver in a it's matter an of minutes. Interesting species. Um, yeah. Another another neat thing about that species is that they're very acrobatic. So when you hook one, they'll often jump out of the water and make multiple leaps, and it's just exciting. Um, any anytime you have a, a visual aspect of your fishing, whether that's um, shallow water where you can watch a a speckled trout or a redfish strike your plug, or whether it's in the in the Blue water where you can feed a bait to a huge fish that's right behind the boat. That's like whenever it really gets your heart rate up. I saw a stingray jump one time when I was out fishing. I didn't know that they do that, but it like jumped out of the water. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. So they, I'm sure you've seen other uh, amazing things on that journey that give you pause too. Amazing things. Yeah. So if the manta rays and I saw a huge tiger shark that was 14 feet long swim oh behind the boat. Gosh. We've had, um, like I said. What's your Marlin best story? Jump. Um, fishermen well, always have good stories. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. So, gosh, I have so many. Um, I bet. Or top, of, top five. <laughs> Name so, one in the top five. So, um, let me think. And the tiger shark sounds pretty cool. I know, that is really cool. I would be like, slow I the boat the, down. <laughs> I think the first time, the, the first time I caught a marlin was off of, offshore of Cabo San Lucas. And, didn't really know what to expect, but I had a friend that I'd met um, at an academy, another Aggie, and we'd kind of start talking and started fishing together. And then we started traveling to fish together and um, kind of developed a really close friendship over the years. And so he had been in the past, and so he wanted to help introduce me to that. So he had set up a trip for us to go. Um, so we flew out there. And um, the first morning we um, we went out, and 
we got you know the whole the whole process is interesting because you go and you go you go buy bait from a little bait boat and then you take that and you go out in the Pacific in the Sea of Cortez where they kind of intermingle there and um, the, it's, a, it's a very super rich fishery. There's lots of species that are all kind of coming together and um, the first time we saw <clears throat> a marlin come up behind the boat, it was like it was hard to envision what it really was. It, it was like a stick came out of the water and this this bill was just going back and forth across the wake of the boat. And so I quickly grabbed one of the sardines that we had and put it on a hook and dropped it back to the the fish. And he just changed. He flashed this amazing blue color. It was like a flash of light in the water. He got so excited. He, he accelerated across the back of the wake of the boat and, and ate that sardine and took off. And um, I set the hook and he just started leaping out of the water wow. left and right um, and put on quite a aerial display. It was, it was just an amazing experience to see all that come together. Well, and it's quite a physical act to bring one of those into the boat. That is true. And that's another thing that, that leads me to another thing that uh, it, fishing kind of helps me give me motivation to, to, to go to the gym, work out, stay in shape so that I'm physically ready to do the things because I'm dealing with a boat, launching boats, dealing with all the tackle, the heavy ice chest, the, uh, the fishing rods, the tackle bags, all the, the things that the fish themselves when <laughs> right. they, I mean, when you're fighting hundreds them, of pounds, hundreds some of, of pounds. Them. So I'm, yep. so I, the biggest Marlin I caught is, 500 pounds wow. of blue marlin in the Gulf of Mexico. So that, um, that takes a toll. So you, you really have to be ready. And if you're not, then, um, you'll, you'll miss out on some of the experiences that you could otherwise have. So, so that's another thing in to find that work-life balance. You also find time to work out yes. to, and that's another way to disconnect Absolutely. And, and trying to what, for whatever reason that you're doing it, whether it's to catch fish or whatever, it's another way to reset, recharge. It sounds like you have some great ways to find some some balance in things. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the lessons that you've learned um, on the water um, and how you apply those to your life um, within Clear Creek ISD. I think one of the first lessons that fishing teaches you is patience. Because as as you mentioned earlier, that the fish are on their own schedule. The tides are on their own schedule. The weather does what the weather's going to do. And so it makes you kind of step back and, and realize that you're a part of a bigger picture as, as opposed to having control of everything in your life. You have to let go of some of that control, just let things come to you sometimes. And so that gives me a, a sense of, of balance in that way. Um, another thing I would say is that I've taken more joy as time's gone on and being and teaching my fishing skills to my, my children and my friends. And so I think anytime you can, you can teach something that you, have a level of expertise in, and you kind of give that back, then it comes back to you in more ways, in more, yeah, and maybe tenfold with what you, so I've, as I've kind of indicated, I've caught all the fish that I've ever really targeted at my, in my life at this point, and so now it's more fulfilling to me to see through my kids' eyes or through my friends' eyes that haven't done that yet. That's right, and I mean, I think you could apply those to anything. I think anyone listening take these lessons even in your job that you do have to be patient because I'm thinking of a teacher and they have lots of different students in their classroom. You mentioned time schedules. The kids are probably on on different schedules (laughs) and they are different sizes (laughs) and bringing in lots of different things to the classroom. And so trying to get them all to fit on a schedule. I know we have a bell schedule, but to find some, be patient with them and, and let that develop too. So I think that who knew that you could take fishing lessons and apply it to, to a classroom or even to a different department that 
um, maybe maintenance or our some of our child nutrition that those kiddos coming through the line might not always be the way we're thinking they might be. And then teaching those skills, I think we all can take, have a takeaway for that because we all have gifts and talents and teaching others is a good way to remind us of those gifts and talents that we get to share. So Greg, it sounds like you've got a, a, a good balance between work and life outside of work, but we all have tough days. Absolutely. So on those tougher days, what helps you get through them? Um, what strategies do you implement to, to, to help you? Well, sometimes when, when the pressure is on, I believe that you have to still give yourself a time during that day to unwind whatever that may be. If I'm, I'm, I'm an avid reader also, so I, I take time to read a novel in the evenings just to give myself that time to decompress. But I, like I said, I'm very fulfilled by being helpful to other folks. And so having, having the opportunity to solve problems, to save money for the school district, to, um, to bring my talents and purchasing is, is fulfilling in its own way. But I do think that every day you should take some time for yourself, whatever that may be to, to unwind, whether that's watch your favorite television program, whether it's to, to cook dinner, I like to cook. So, um, spend a little time in the kitchen, maybe with a glass of wine, you know, helps, helps unwind at the end of the day, honestly. And then, and then making that food for the family and, and sitting down and sharing that. Um, so purpose, purpose. It gives you, I think, I think having a bigger purpose than your own um, self is, is fulfilling in its own way. And it helps, it helps you to bring your best every day. So what's going great in your life right now? Most everything. Most I think. everything. Yes. Uh, like I said, I have a wonderful wife and children. Things are, things are smooth. The boat's running good. Um, <laughs> that's uh, always good. That's okay. I, just, I had to spend a little money on it recently, but it's okay. It's okay. It's part so of it. Smooth it's sailing right smooth now. Smooth sailing right now. And the, the, the fall weather's coming on, which is nice. Kind of give us a, a chance to extend those days out a little bit longer on the water. And, um, and your hobby can be year round. It can yes. be, right? Yep. It is. It is. We go we go every single month. Anything that could use a little attention. And, and my wife, or <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I could I could probably work on my organizational skills a little bit. Okay. So that's, that's one of the fair. one of the that's things I, one of the things I need to. And I'm glad that you said that because it's good to recognize that because I'm going to say ditto for me too. I'm looking at my office sometimes and going, oh, oh. but when I hear other people are having those same, um, same things that they need to work on, it actually makes me go, okay, I'm not that far off. It's okay. Right. I have time to grow and learn and continue. So it's nice to hear when someone else is having the same <laughs> struggles to know that I'm not in that boat alone. And I think it comes and goes, it comes in waves sometimes. So mm-hmm. you, I'll, I'll get real motivated, get organized and get everything put where it needs to be. And then things will slip after a little bit after I'm like, Oh my goodness, look at all this mess. I gotta get, I gotta get organized again. So yep, I'm kind yep. of in that spot right now. I'm going to get in my garage and get in my tackle box and get some stuff lined up. Well, I think we know what you do to recharge. Um, anything else that we, we cook, we read, we fish, we work out anything else. Um, I'm, I'm, I also hunt, um, I, I like I like duck hunting, and so we, we do some of that, and that'll still be still on the water. Outdoors. Still on the water. <laughs> yeah, anything, still anything outdoors, anything yeah. outdoors is 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 peaceful to me in a lot of ways. I mean, I think it kind of lets you reconnect with your inner self, whatever. Whether that's being going for a walk, whether it's like I said, being on the water, being in a in a blind, it's it gives you that ability to reconnect with with yourself and kind of decompress. Being outside, getting that fresh air, and fresh air, being absolutely. in the sunshine. So it's less for me about. I, 
I care less these days about how many fish I catch or whether the ducks cooperate with us or any of those type of things. I care more about the experience, being out there watching the sunrise, uh, those type of things. So this podcast is about living CCISD to the fullest. So when you hear that, what does it mean to you? Well, I think that it means it means bringing your your best to CCISD to help the organization and to help your fellow teammates across the district um, get the things they need so that we can do our very best in educating children. And so that's brought home to me. Like I said, we're we're full CCISD in my in my family. Obviously, you know, two kids and a wife t- teaches and myself that works here. So you we are team so CCISD. We, we are team CCISD and we we absolutely love it. We've been part of this community for a long time and uh, we intend to keep it going. Well, I think you have some great advice on that work-life balance, but what advice do you have for others to help them live CCISD to the fullest? Well, I think like, like I mentioned earlier, I believe that you need to give yourself a chance to recharge your battery so that you don't get too worn down. And that way you can bring your, your best every day when you show up and um, make sure you have a purpose and, teaching others what you know and helping bring that positive attitude every day. It sounds like you're a natural positive person. I'm you an, look an, for the an good. An eternal optimist. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> I'm like definitely a glass half full. Well, it's been an honor. Definitely learned some things. I did. Oh, wait, Enjoyed I have it. one last question. Okay, go for okay. it. Because we did. We yes, talked to with Matthew. the future self. Well, yes. and that, and the future self. So I actually have two questions. We talked to Matthew um, in our catering department um, a bit ago. And so what is your favorite fish dish? So we catch the fish. Do we like to cook them? And you said you I liked do. cooking too. So I do. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of tuna. And so I really like a lightly char-grilled tuna steak. And if you could go back and, and you had a young student, um, graduate from A&M that was just starting their journey um, in the purchasing world, what advice could you go back and give? What would you, what advice would you give them? I would say that you need to really enjoy what you're doing and have that sense of being helpful and bringing your best every day.